All right, Brad, I think we're live. So good morning, Teach Better family. This is the Wednesday Wake Up, and my name is Joshua Stamper. So excited to be here with you. And of course, I'm more excited to be with my buddy and my teammate, Brad Hughes. And we were just talking before we hit record or live or whatever button we pushed was that I don't know the last time, if ever, that we've been together live, which is crazy because we do so much together on the Teach Better team. So anyways, we'll be talking about that and some other crazy stuff. But I want to remind everyone that if you're watching to feel free to ask questions throughout the show. And actually, Ray and Jeff aren't here, so you can ask whatever you want whenever you want and brad and i will just throw out those comments and ask and or answer anything that is in the comment section so whatever platform you're watching from if it's twitch twitter facebook linkedin youtube I and mean, we're on so many different things and of course this gets also flipped over to the podcast so if you're listening to the teach better podcast later on thank you so much for listening but i want to see those comments jump in hopefully you have a wonderful hot cup of coffee and you're getting your day started and we will be right back in just a moment. Mr. Brad Hughes, how are you doing? Doing well on this Wednesday morning. Welcome, uh, Josh, and welcome into the Teach Better family to our Wednesday wake up our weekly opportunity to check in with you saying, Hey, how are you doing? What do you need? How can we help? How can we help make your week and strong and positive? And how can we help you through uh, that Wednesday hump to finish strong and, and uh, a, a big Wednesday up, uh, up for you, Joshua Stamper in Texas. <laughs> it is a big Wednesday for me. Uh, we got some things going on in, in the Stamper household that are pretty, pretty large. We're uh, making a shift. We're making a shift from, Texas to Colorado and uh, today is kind of a big day for for that transition so we're pretty excited and uh, Brad I was talking to you and, and some of the teammates the other day about just what a big decision that was for us and then of course just the the lack of control that is is with that whole process um, you know you're leaning on a lot of folks and there's a lot of trust um, involved and a lot of stress I think uh, it's one of the top stressors in, in folks lives um, in regards to moving. And then of course it's like a thousand miles away. So that doesn't make the process any easier. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the miles between, and it's also the emotional distance that you have to bridge uh, between what you know and what you don't yet know. Uh, and as you said, uh, these big processes require a lot of people and a lot of moving parts. So many of which are really out of our control. You're leaning on trust in the process. And as, as educators, we, we often are uh, seekers of the answer and sometimes the right answer. What's going to happen first, then next, and finally? And it uh, can be a huge uh, sense of um, displacement, loss of control. And it's, a, it's an opportunity to lean on uh, uh, faith in the people around you and, and trust in the process, which uh, uh, we'll be getting into as we talk more today. Yeah. So just a reminder for those on oh, good morning, uh, jump in the comments, let us know what you're up to. And of course, if you have any questions that you're dying to ask Brad, we can make this the ask Brad segment also. So <laughs> whatever's on your mind, jump in the comment section and ask away. Brad's an open book, you know, and he's full of wisdom. So I love asking Brad things. <laughs> I've got an, I've got an appendix in the back of the book full of dad jokes as well. So, and please bear, bear in mind, uh, teach better family, whatever you ask, it's, it's going to be filtered through a bit of a fog of a 7am start here in uh, the Eastern time zone. Uh, Josh, you're in central. So you're a 6am start and, and maybe there are folks on the West coast who are, 
you know, five, or maybe there's a Hawaiian visitor and viewer right now who's, you know, I'm not sure it's a crazy, crazy <laughs> early time right now, but uh, rest assured we're here for you and we're going to give you our best that we can provide, uh, especially when it comes to staying connected and being connected with you, our, our Teach Better family. Yes. And Brad, I want to talk about uh, questions because me and you got to record not too long ago on, on my podcast and we did an Espero mailbag and uh, that was such a wonderful time. I loved having you join me. And then, like I said, it was an opportunity to, to hear your voice and answer some really critical questions. And then also I got to hang out with you yesterday morning on the Teach Better Mastermind, the Admin Mastermind, as we got to talk through a bunch of different things in regards to recruitment and um, the hiring process, and then also retention of teachers. And I was just so honored to have you present to share about the things that you do on your campus to, to help teachers, you know, feel like they're part of a strong culture. And I, I'd love for you just to kind of talk through some of the things that you're discussing in regards to helping teachers. Josh, that's an important time in schools right now as April uh, turns the corner into May. Um, there's a lot of evaluation, a lot of testing going on in our schools and, and, uh, and faculties right now. Um, there is a lot of staff, there are a lot of staffing decisions being made and, and, uh, staffing is, uh, in, in, in thinking about your move, uh, staffing is also, also, uh, a big, uh, stressor. And it's a, it's a, it's an important process where, you know, uh, people's, uh, work lives and their livelihoods are being discussed and, and they're being, uh, shifted around. And again, a, a, pro a huge procedural piece uh, that's also very, very personal. So uh, working through and navigating both the personal and the professional pieces of those staffing, sometimes hard decisions and, and hard, uh, difficult outcomes that we don't expect uh, in terms of maybe leaving one building and going to another, uh, shifting from one uh, grade level to another, uh, or, you know, as you said, maybe moving from one city or one district to another. There's lots of change. Uh, and so that's something we continue to work through as, you know, school leaders and educators is balancing the the um, procedural needs of that the, of those big processes with the understanding that it's uh, tremendously personal. All right, Brad. So me and you get to work side by side with the podcast network. And I, I just love that community so much. And we'll probably maybe just give you a glimpse that we might highlight something from the, from that group later, but, you know, as far as the podcast network, will you just share a little bit about, you know, what that section of the teach better team is all about and what, what your part is within that group? A hundred percent. The podcast network is, is all about uh, gathering and bringing uh, voices in the education space uh, to our listeners uh, that are going to be uplifting, that are going to inform and inspire and basically just support uh, educators, no matter what their role may be, uh, something for everyone. So a bit of a smorgasbord, whether you're a school leader or whether you're a first grade teacher, uh, if, you're, if you're an early learning specialist or an interventionist, a special education teacher, uh, there is something there for you. And and uh, I work alongside you, Josh, as the uh, you are the uh, the podcast network uh, coordinator, the leader there, manager. Um, and uh, I am the guide on the side uh, working through, you know, getting to know these incredible podcasters and uh and uh, taking a look at uh, the content that's being created and the feedback around that content uh, and making some decisions around how we can best curate uh, podcasts that are going to meet the needs and interests of our Teach Better community. I love it. You're such an integral part of that. And I love meeting new podcasters with you and, and having those conversations. Uh, Brad, I can see more folks jumping in this morning as they're probably getting up and getting ready for work. So just a reminder, if you have any questions, throw them in the comment section, wherever you're watching, 
again, we're on all those different platforms. So uh, throw in a comment if you have any questions for myself or Brad. And uh, I don't know, buddy, if you're ready, we can just jump into a teachable moment. Teachable moment it is. Awesome. Awesome. We are back for the Wednesday wake up. I've got my good buddy, Brad Hughes with me and Brad, I kind of want to lean still into that conversation that we had yesterday. Cause I think it's so important. I know a lot of folks are, you know, stressed right now. You said it, there's state testing going on, a lot of things going on for the end of the school year. And then also they're trying to figure out what their future is going to be maybe on that campus, maybe in the mm -hmm. district, and they could be looking for a change. Um, but I know for our administrators or for our teachers, you know, one of those things is that they're always looking, you know, for to better themselves, you know, in the summer and the next year. Um, and I know a lot of folks are looking at hopefully staying where they are. So like for our administrators, for our teacher leaders, you know, what can they do to, to help, you know, their staff feel like they're a part of a greater community and then also not so stressed during this, you know, crazy time of the school year. I'll work backwards from your last comment there around the stress. And I think it's important that uh, school leaders and educators alike acknowledge that uh, the staffing process through schools and deciding on assignments and where teachers, it, it, it is going to be a stressful process. Uh, and so, you know, stress is, you know, anytime we are called with our brains and bodies to manage a change. Uh, and I think we just need to start out by acknowledging that it will be a stressful process. Uh, there will be information shared that may be distressing, upsetting, or confusing. Uh, and there may be decisions that are made that um, are, are stressful, uh, especially when it comes to change in, uh, in assignment, in location. Let's face it, as educators, we develop tremendous affinity with uh, our, our classrooms and our school buildings. Uh, and so we also recognize that as educators, we are employees of a district. And so it may be due to the needs of a district or a particular faculty, or sorry, a particular campus, particular school building, uh, as needs change, uh, assignments may change as well. But that doesn't mean that it's not a stressless process. But one thing that school leaders and other teacher leaders can do to help, um, I guess, balance the stress and, and allow people uh, the the opportunity to, to process what's happening is to really open the books on what the process is. I, I call it peeling back the layers. I think that the more people understand about the processes and the more we as school leaders and administrators can get out in front of helping people anticipate what's happening first and why, what's happening next and then. In our district, for example, Joshua, we have uh, a staffing handbook that lays out clearly the uh, the steps and the processes uh, that go into determining the number of staff at any building. Uh, the number of needs are gathered and then, uh, you know, our, our staffing numbers as administrators are released to us. And then it's our responsibility to make sure that that information is fed forward to our staff, uh, whether it's by email or, or uh, I, I think it's even more important that we, you know, we have faculty meetings or opportunities to meet face to face um, and to answer questions about the process. The more we can peel back the layers, remove the mystery, sometimes remove some of the worry. So even if even if an outcome isn't what we expect. Uh, as an individual, or even if uh, a decision isn't what we would like, as an individual, we can understand the why behind it. Um, and that's all part of the relationship building to uh, re relationship building process too, Josh, is, is um, being as transparent and clear with what we know. And when we don't know, we 
we're honest about that. We we don't know the answer to that, but we'll we'll find out. Uh, the last thing I'll say, whether you're an educator or a school leader, is for number one, be open to questions and being open to um, making it possible for people to share their worries, stresses, and wonderings with you. And when you get one or two questions that are the same, honor that and recognize that that could be an opportunity that you have missed or that needs to be addressed. We want to fill in it, uh, information gaps as much as, as quickly as possible, because in the absence of clear information, uh, people will naturally fill in the gaps uh, with, I guess, at, at best, you know, wondering suppositions, uh, draw their own conclusions. And at the worst, especially when we as, as human beings are stressed, it's natural for us to fill in the worst case scenario so that we're preparing ourselves mentally and physically uh, down the road to deal with the worst possible thing that will happen. So uh, filling in those information gaps, Josh, as they become uh, apparent is, is key. And that's just a, a process of keeping in constant touch uh, with the people in your building uh, and with the people that can support you through the process. Yeah, I'm throwing Janelle's up there real quick because I think that's huge with the transparency piece. Because you're right. I mean, when folks don't know the reason behind something, especially staffing, or maybe there's a change in roles um, that is assigned by an administrator, I mean, you naturally go to the negative. You fill in that that gap with your own story. And a lot of times we, we, we fill that gap with something that's probably not the best, right? So um, I think that transparency and that communication is huge um, because, you know, I know as an administrator, I made a lot of decisions because I had to do it quickly. I had to move on, um, especially in, at this time of the school year. And sometimes that communication wasn't there. And then it made things so much worse because of the perception that was out there as to the why behind the decision when, you know, it wasn't about my heart. <laughs> it was more about the time and just trying to get to the next thing. And I think that communication piece is huge. I'm recalling a time uh, recently where an unexpected staffing change uh, affected one of our educators. Uh, it was a decision that came out of the blue. It was unexpected both to the educator and to myself. Um, and then that's where the personal and the professional really hit head on is uh, it was a, a change that was um, not anticipated. It was a change that uh, was um, a, a painful one uh, to process. And then as a, sort of a school leader and a colleague, uh, you know, I, I had to make uh, the decision to communicate clearly that, you know, it was an unexpected change uh, and that, you know, with the, with the colleague's permission, I was able to share sort of what the emotional impact was uh, on the educator and, and on myself as well. Um, and just, you know, asking for everyone's support uh, and sensitivity as we work that through. So, you know, sometimes our role as educators, whether we're school leaders or whether we're classroom teachers, helping kids understand the whys behind the what's happening. We, you know, we just continually try to balance the personal and the professional, recognizing that change is hard and sometimes it's unwelcome and unexpected. And, and in spite of that, it, it still happens. Uh, and so we have to uh, do all that we can to, uh, you know, support the people around us managing those important changes. Well, I think that's a good segue to change, right? So education as a whole on a campus in a district, I mean, it is constantly changing. Uh, people are retiring or moving on to higher positions or whatnot, right? So uh, it seems like staff, there's always a little bit of turnover, hopefully not too much. But um, with that change that's occurring on campus, like what can administrators do to kind of put people at ease? Because like you said, it's hard to go through that. It's talk about stress. That's a stressful situation to maybe not know who your teammates are going to be in the next year. Um, 
you know, what the curriculum is going to be. I mean, there's so many different facets to education and to a teacher um, and that change constantly. Maybe it's a new initiative, like as an administrator, as a leader, teacher leader, you know, what can you do to kind of put things at ease and help them through potentially a lot of change? The first thing that comes to mind, Josh, is something to avoid. And that is to uh, assure people that change can be good. Um, I think that that can um, be something that we can come to with an individual or with a group over time, especially if our relationship is strong. But um, providing that kind of feedback can be really unhelpful and unsettling for someone who especially is reckoning with unexpected change. So again, I think it goes back to uh, making sure that people understand the process uh, and make sure that uh, you as a school leader or as a teacher leader or as a, as a district uh, leader are, um, are available and know that people will need to take time to process information, whether it's about a staffing process or a staffing decision, and that you're welcome for them to circle back and, and chat with you further. I, th I think it's just, again, drawing on, you know, drawing on empathy, uh, drawing on empathy and reflecting back on, on important changes that affect, have affected us uh, and how we found our way through it. I, I think that's really important is to, you know, um, know, know knowing oneself uh, as a way of, of helping and know what others may be feeling with, recognizing that, you know, dealing with processing and then incorporating change um, is a process. It's not something that's going to happen immediately. And it's not something that can be sped along with, uh, I guess, false or empty reassurance that, hey, change can be good. Hey, look at all the positives about that. The, the positives, I think, will be revealed. And if we, you and I, and if if uh, those listening and watching reflect on important changes that happened to them, I'm hoping that many of those changes revealed uh, opportunities and revealed uh, growth or, or revealed, it just revealed, simply revealed things that that weren't expected that were of benefit. But in, in the moment uh, when we're reckoning with change, you know, it's it's the reassurance that we will work through the process together. And as we work through the process, as more information becomes available, uh, you will have the support uh, that uh, that you deserve. So Brad, what do you think about transparency in regards to your own feelings as a leader? Is it okay to share that you're also maybe reluctant to change or maybe you're fearful or you're stressed also? Is that okay to communicate? I think so. Uh, and I think that um, transparency and vulnerability in leadership is something that's uh, being more and more uh, explored uh, and it's being more and more, I guess, championed. Uh, as you know, human beings working in a school community, it's it's a fine balance, isn't it, Josh? Between um, leading and being uh, being so vulnerable that uh, it's possible that you are, are are eroding the confidence and you're eroding the focus from what staff need to what you as an individual need. So I always want to lead with my heart. I always want to lead with love. I always want to lead with transparency and also vulnerability about how. I have reckoned with uh, important changes in my own personal and professional life, but I always want to, uh, I always want to make sure that's wrapped and back in the focus of what an individual or a staff group needs. And so, yeah, I, I honor vulnerability among leaders. And I think that the more uh, that uh, the teacher or, or building leaders uh, model the desired behaviors, especially as it comes to reckoning with change, whether it's a personal anecdote or whether it's simply coming alongside someone and being in the role of, a listener. You know, we want to seek to understand, as Covey said, seek to understand before being understood. And I, I think that uh, that's uh, an important thing that we can carry forward in our classrooms too, especially for dealing with uh, with conflict or unexpected change in a classroom or in a school building is understand how the information is being received, understand what the impact might be, and then come alongside 
And we come back to that question. We keep coming back to that cycle. Okay, based on what you're feeling and experiencing, what do you need and how can I help? So let's talk about the process of getting that feedback, right? So, so many folks are stressed, right? We already talked about that. Maybe they are unsettled about just the future of potentially what's going on in the building and they want to communicate that to their building leaders. So for you, Brad, what are some ways that you allow your staff to do that, to share with you so that you can have that listening ear, even though, you know, potentially you've got a lot of things that you're having to juggle also. A couple of things come to mind, Josh. One is, uh, is knowing the people in your community and knowing when and how they prefer to communicate. Um, as a building leader, it's essential that we're out uh, and, and, and seeking contact uh, with the people in our care rather than simply relying on people in our care to come to seek us. Because we know that, you know, talk about unexpected. I mean, the, the life of a school leader and educate, any educator is it, it can shift not only from day to day, but really from moment to moment within any, any school hour. So, uh, you know, walking around, uh, making personal contact, whether it's in the faculty lounge, hallways, uh, at breaks. Um, an important lesson that I learned as a beginning leader was to be present during transitions in hallways so that you could get sort of a pulse of how students were uh, were feeling and behaving and also how staff were responding. And then just seeking those opportunities to check in, especially if you're helping an individual or a group through a change, you're, you're checking in to say, what kind of communication would be helpful to you? Uh, is it checking in daily? Is it checking in by email? Is it uh, checking in, in in the office at the end of the school day? Recognizing that the beginning of the school day and the end of the school day are, are key times where educators are trying to get focused on beginning the day with students and also get focused on releasing students uh, back to their homes and getting settled reflecting on the day. So it's finding out from you know the people in your care what works best for you and then doing all that you can to accommodate it. I love it. All right, buddy. So... The next segment's on community spotlight, and we've got—I don't know. I think we're—I think we're letting something out of the bag. But you know, Jeff and Ray aren't here, so we get to do whatever we want. So I hope everyone stays with us for just a moment as we are going to do a community spotlight on a brand new podcast. So uh, I'll let Brad take over as soon as this message is done. <laughs> Oh, buddy, you're on mute. <laughs> you got too excited. I did get too excited, and and we're back. We're back. <laughs> Muted or unmuted, we're back and we're live, <laughs> and uh, you're with Brad Hughes and Joshua Stamper of the Teach Better team. Uh, I'm uh, a school leader in Ontario, Canada. Joshua is uh, training development specialist with Teach Better team uh, in a uh, prior role, was a, is a school leader uh, and is anticipating a big change for his family as he moves from Texas to Colorado. And our focus today has been on managing change as individuals, uh, as leaders and as, as communities. And uh, one important change that we can let out of the bag this morning is a new addition to our Teach Better podcast network. Uh, we have, uh, uh, Josh, I wonder if as, as I get the screen ready, I wonder if you would uh, introduce yeah. uh, our newest podcaster and then that'll just uh, buy me a little bit of time to make sure I've got the screen up and ready. Oh, of course. I would be honored to. This is a wonderful podcast and leader from, well, he's a 
Teach Better ambassador, for one. He also joined us on Podcast Row um, at the Teach Better conference. Dan Krynas is a brand new podcaster for us. Now, he's not a brand new podcaster in general. He's been doing it for over five years um, for the Leader of Learning podcast. He does a phenomenal job. He is a leader that has been in multiple roles as far as a teacher all the way up to an administrator. Um, I know he's like a tech specialist um, and leader on his in his district also right now. And we are so excited to have him a part of the podcast network. And Brad, you got to meet Dan in person at the conference too. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this brand new edition? Not only did I get a chance to meet uh, uh, Dr. Dan, but I had an opportunity to be in uh, Podcasters Row uh, during the uh, Teach Better 22 conference and and saw uh, Dan in action. Uh, what a welcoming and what a, when we talk about seeking to understand, that's, that's Dan's style is, uh, seeking to bring out uh, the best in the uh, in the guest uh, and and kind of make a package where uh, the guest and Dan are working together to understand each other and each other's impact better and better. And then Dan feeds that forward to our audience. Uh, Dan is also, uh, as you mentioned, a Teach Better ambassador. And so we have uh, really a nexus of awesomeness here with Dr. Dan Krynas, leader of learning, uh, a great podcast for uh, uh, aspiring and current school leaders. Uh, as well as recognizing that uh, leadership occurs not simply in the uh, in the school building or the district in the school office or district office, leadership is occurring throughout our buildings uh, each and every day in our hallways, uh, classrooms, and school communities. And so, um, you know, every educator is a leader. I firmly believe that, and I know that Dr. Dan Kleinis believes that as well. No, it's so true. And Dan has been such a huge outlet for myself. I know when I first started uh, podcasting. He was something, someone I leaned on heavily um, and, you know, just to have him one, be a part of our ambassador community is fantastic. But then to have him now on the podcast network is, is just a thrill. And um, I'm so excited. And then of course, you know, for podcast row, Dan's going to be joining us again for teach better 23. So I'm super excited to have him back there. Um, I know Brad podcast row is such a joy to be a part of from this last you know, conference for you, what was that space like? And what was your, you know, what do you think of that space and what we created this last year? It was so cool. Um, podcasters from across the podcast network were in podcasters were welcoming uh, guests, conferees, uh, and other folks to interview, uh, to, I need mean, to record content for their podcast, but also, you know, we're in the middle of a, an outstanding uh, education conference. And so people are coming to those interviews with uh, ideas, with excitement, with enthusiasm based on what they've heard. And so it's, it's such an awesome opportunity to talk with people as they're incorporating new learning and new connections into their practice and anticipating how they'll bring it back to their classrooms and school buildings. I had the opportunity, as I said, to, uh, to be present as Dan was recording, as well as other incredible podcasters. And something that really struck me is uh, the authenticity of of the conversations and uh, the incredible wealth of expertise and uh, sincerity, you know, with which uh, you know our podcasters are uh, connecting with guests, as well as you know the vulnerability and the willingness of guests to share their stories with any podcaster is also a real gift. I'll mention too that, uh, like you, uh, Dr. Dan was a huge support for me as I was beginning uh, in podcasting. I remember a call that we arranged to help me through uh, a couple of technical things. Uh, I was really always impressed with Dr. Dan's sound quality and just the richness and resonance of his voice. Uh, and I was wondering about how I could sort of achieve the same. I mean, we've all got our own certain set of pipes. And so that's part of it is, is uh, physiology, but, but also part of it is, is, uh, 
your recording set up. And so, you know, Dan freely gave of his time uh, to a beginning podcaster like me uh, and uh, just certainly a heck of a guy and a wonderful addition to our network. Yeah, I think that's the big thing with our podcasters, just their willingness to help. And they're really looking to just build up other educators and get other voices out there because everyone's important in education. Their voice needs to be heard. And I just love the community that we built. Podcast Row, I'm so excited about for the upcoming conference because last time we had 14 different podcasts represented. Um, and I'm hoping to even get that even larger. Um, if you're at the conference, you can head over to Podcast Row. You'll be able to see the podcasters in action as they have these conversations. Or if you want to be on a podcast, you can just go up and ask. <laughs> there were so many folks that uh, came up and were able to jump onto a podcast, be a guest for the very first time. And it was so magical to, to see that interaction and be, for folks to have the opportunity to share stories and wisdom about their own educational journey. That's what I say too, to anyone listening or watching that uh, plans to attend Teach Better 23 in Akron uh, next October is find out where Podcasters Row is and just explore the space. And, and uh, as much as our podcasters will want to try to seek you out, I mean, come and knock on the door and uh, see who you could connect with, uh, whether it's me or Joshua or whether it's Dr. Dan or any of our other incredible pod podcasters. And you can find them at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, uh, an incredible mix of content, something for everyone, a wonderful smorgasbord. But yeah, if you're at the conference in Akron, come up and find us on the uh, second floor uh, above the main presentation space. And I think we'll be in the same space, Josh. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that we're in the same space because, Brad, that was such a beautiful room. It was, you know, a whole wall of windows. It's right next to registration. Uh, it was lovely to see the courtyard there in downtown Akron. And that school, that that building is phenomenal. And uh, that space was perfect, I thought, for podcast room. I thought so too. And I remember Dr. Dan was also recording video to go along yeah. with this podcast. And so if you check out his leader of learning, uh, or if you check out his uh, website, uh, you'll be able to see, you know, the, those beautiful windows that Josh is talking about in that beautiful setting. It really did turn out to look like a, a TV studio. Uh, and, uh, it really adds to the content. I mean, just the, the, in the environment is, is great. As we mentioned, you know, getting educators together who are excited to be together and excited about learning. Uh, and it's an awesome opportunity. So, please take advantage if you're joining us uh, in Akron in October. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have Dan a part of the podcast network. And if you're ready, buddy, we can head over to the next segment, which is the morning challenge. Ready to go. Welcome back, Teach Better family. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Brad Hughes this morning. He is always a joy to speak with. And Brad, our conversation seems to have this overarching theme of change, right? Between uh, what we talked about with, with my move with the family and uh, potentially what folks and campuses are going through right now um, as they look into the next school year. So as far as the morning challenge, what do you have for us in regards to our listeners or our viewers on how they can handle change moving forward. What comes to mind straight away, Josh, is uh, as we in encouraged uh, leaders uh, to be uh, both vulnerable and transparent with uh, with what's happening, uh, as educators and individuals who are experiencing change, uh, my encouragement is to be vulnerable and transparent with your loved ones or for those around you about what you're experiencing and what you're feeling. I mean, you know, 
all feelings are for feeling. And, and I, I think that uh, experiencing change and the stress associated with it, uh, our tendency may be to suppress the feelings that we're feeling, uh, ignore them, try to get away from them. I, I think it's essential that we give ourselves permission to, to feel what we feel uh, without, uh, without worry of, um, of embarrassment. Uh, and I, I think it's also essential that we lean on those around us, especially when processes reveal that there's a lot out of our control. There is a lot that we can both control and influence in terms of communication. So if there's information that you need, I'd encourage you to please ask for it. Uh, if there are emotional or practical needs uh, in terms of lightening your load or in terms of sharing a workload, uh, whether it's with uh, a partner at home or whether it's with uh, partners at your workplace, uh, I'd encourage you to just identify what you need and how others can help. Uh, as educators, we are doers, we are fixers, uh, we are problem solvers, and often we want to arrive at a just right solution for everyone, including ourselves. Uh, sometimes we are the hardest on ourselves when it comes to giving ourselves space, grace, and permission just to allow things to unfold, knowing that we can handle whatever the outcome is, either individually or as a collective. So trust in yourself, believe in yourself, recognize that you make a difference, and make, recognize that you can and will make a difference no matter what your classroom, uh, faculty building, or district may be. Uh, we are in this business for a reason, and there are people that are behind us that recognize the gifts and talents that we can share. So as much as we encourage others to believe in themselves and as we, as we strive to lift others up in everything we do, uh, it's important that we just take a moment and reassure ourselves that I am worthy, I'm valuable, I'm enough. I can handle this. Whatever happens, even though it's uncertain, there are people around me that will lift me up and support me if I need. And uh, I just need to be uh, as as clear about my needs uh, as I am clear about uh, the information that I'm seeking as well, Josh. So, Brad, I want to lean into that a little bit more. So, for yourself, from for myself too, you know, in tough times, stressful times, I have leaned on the Teach Pitter family in multiple ways. So, how can someone who's watching right now? get connected with folks that can provide that support in times of change or times of stress? I begin with uh, who is closest to you. I mean, uh, it could be people in your household. Uh, it could be uh, trusted colleagues. It could be people in your school building. It could be your school leader. Uh, it could also be someone as uh, a part of a care team. If you're expressing, if you're, if you're experiencing stress, that's turning into duress, uh, you might reach out to uh, either uh, self-care or you might reach out to, caregivers in your community, whether it's a psychologist, psychotherapist, or your doctor, it could be uh, your wellness or staff wellness department at your district. Um, but it, it can also be any member of us, the Teach Better team. I mean, uh, Joshua and myself, we've got our contact information right there on the screen. You can reach any member of our Teach Better team through teachbetter.com. And if there's something about this conversation that resonates with you, uh, and you're looking for someone that can come alongside you, uh, please be assured that any member of the Teach Better team would be delighted to do that. And uh, as always, we will seek to understand what your needs are and how we might be able to help. Brad, I just love talking with you so much. And I just appreciate your time this morning on the Wednesday wake up. Usually you're on Sundays with Ray or, well, I guess you pop up all over the place. So what is the uh, Sunday show all about? Sunday Weekly Warm-Up is our opportunity to reconnect with our community just prior to the start of a week in education, no matter what our important role may be. Uh, it's, it's a chance to ease the Sunday scaries with uh, inspiration, information, maybe a few giggles, uh, and to remind each other that we're a community and that we're in it together, uh, that all of us is learning through practice, 
And just as we are encouraging our students to learn through practice and to not give up to persist, you know, the Sunday weekly warm up is an opportunity for us every week to make intentional time and space uh, within our, our uh, private Facebook group for members of the community to connect uh, both visually with the hosts and the content, but also uh, with one another in the comments. So it's not it's a it's a community building and a community restoring opportunity each and every week. And I'm proud to be part of it. I love it. Bree just threw in the conference website. So that's another way to connect with people in person. And I know a lot of folks felt like that was a, an opportunity to rejuvenate and reinvigorate themselves as the school year kind of started off. So October is a great time, right? So we're getting in the middle of things uh, with our school year. And then, you know, if you need a little pick me up, Teach Better Conference is here for you. And buddy, I can't wait to see you in person again on Podcast Row and to see the entire team at the conference. Again, thank you so much for being with me this Wednesday morning. Thank you. I can't wait to reconnect as well. And uh, we've got Tracy in the comments offering uh, great advice to establish wellness plans for educators. Uh, and Tracy, we look forward to seeing you as well at the Teach Better Conference. What a what a, uh, a game-changing conference it is and, and has been uh, for me and for so many individuals. If you want to know more, as Bree said, it's Teach Better Conference. Dot com And uh, Joshua, I want to wish you the best uh, as you uh, contemplate a move from Texas to Colorado Springs. I want to wish you and the family all the best and, uh, and let you know uh, that your Teach Better family is here for you as you make that important move. And whatever you need, uh, we'll do all we can to help. I appreciate that. And for everyone that's watching, we are here for you also in this time of change, stress, and uh, possibly unknown times, uh, depending on what you're going through. So uh, we will be here for you. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week.